Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Arguably the most important part of a video game sales is its marketing. It doesn't matter if you've made the best video game in the world if only your mum's going to buy a copy. Now, of course, there are plenty of hurdles in selling even a great game. Maybe you've gone gold in a busy release window. Maybe the market's saturated by low-quality titles of the same genre or theme. Or, you know, maybe you just made a bad game. All things that can crap on your sales. Sadly, a common way to get around that last one is the age-old technique of straight-up lying. And while it may work more often than we as consumers would like, that's not always the case. I'm Jess from What Culture, and here are 10 lies video games could never recover from. Number 10. Killzone 2 that fake reveal trailer. In 2005, Guerrilla Games revealed Killzone 2, a sequel to their 2004 original that had pretty middling reviews, so much that whole Halo killer thing. They put forth a very nice looking trailer showing what they claimed was actual gameplay. Though some believe that the PlayStation 3 wasn't mechanically capable of graphics of that quality in-engine. While many cried foul that the video had been pre-rendered footage, the company continually claimed it was legitimate and not pre-rendered. After the truth came out that it was, in fact, a giant cutscene, Guerrilla Games switched from lying to gaslighting. They claimed the video was a target render for what they hoped the game would look like. Sony expected to sell 2 million copies in North America alone, but by their cutoff, the game only sold half that worldwide. An added insult was that Sony had hoped Killzone 2 would convince people to go out and buy their console just to play it. But PS3 sales actually went down after Killzone 2 was released. Number 9. Halo 5 Guardians – The Master Chief vs. Lock Marketing We go from Halo Killer to Halo itself. Halo 5 was touted as the series regaining its foothold in the industry after fans were disappointed with the initial release of the Master Chief Collection and the lack of longevity for Halo 4's multiplayer. A big marketing aspect was the rivalry between Master Chief being chased by Agent Jameson Locke. They even produced an audio play starring Keegan-Michael Key as a journalist tasked with uncovering the lies behind Master Chief's falsified records. A lot of players expected the game to culminate in a climactic battle between the two Spartans. The marketing really played up the idea of Locke hunting down Master Chief. However, everyone was left quite disappointed when the climactic showdown lasted all of five minutes and ended in a bro moment where Locke and Master Chief decided to work together. Many felt they were suckered in by the bait and switch, and some even said they reckoned that Halo 5's story was worse than Halo 4's, so not the glowing reviews that Microsoft had hoped for. Furthermore, feeling burned by Halo 5, when Halo Infinite was shown off in 2020, the once feverently loyal Halo fanbase was brutal in their critiques. So angry were the remarks about the game, no matter how endearing Craig the Brute may have looked, Microsoft decided to delay the game a year to polish it before release. Number 8. Overwatch 2. Two will work in tandem with one. Activision Blizzard were once one of the most beloved companies in the industry, but since then they've been racked by some pretty egregious issues. 
Between the Don't You Have Phones, Diablo Immortal incident and the entire Warcraft 3 Reforged debacle, it's been a rough few years. Not to mention far more important investigations into rampant and egregious sexual harassment and discrimination within the company. One of their flagship titles, Overwatch, was considered groundbreaking back in 2016. Between solid gameplay and deep, interesting lore, players couldn't get enough of it, which was actually one of the biggest complaints about the game. Players wanted a story mode, preferably a full-on campaign. They teased the idea with their yearly archives events, but that just made people want it more. Players were overjoyed when the company announced that Overwatch 2 would be based around a story mode and would work in tandem with the original. If you were only interested in the story mode, buy Overwatch 2. Only interested in online multiplayer? Overwatch 1 is still your game. Between much of the dev team's leadership departing the company and news that major changes were coming, it wasn't entirely a surprise when the announcements clarified that the first game would cease to be and would be replaced by the now free-to-play sequel. Top that with a major overhaul that seemed to be trying to emulate Call of Duty-style combat instead of what the original was doing, and Overwatch went from genre-defining to trend-chasing in a flash. Number 7. Cyberpunk 2077. Gonna sell 30 million copies within 12 months. Set of Project Red first announced what would ultimately become an open-world game set in a futuristic dystopia back in 2012. It had all the staples of a solid cyberpunk theme, and after their success with The Witcher 3, CDPR was a darling of the industry. People believed they could do no wrong. After several missed milestones, some connected to massive developmental shifts, Cyberpunk did finally come out in 2020. It was the perfect recipe for success, beloved company, a genre that wasn't oversaturated, multiple ways to play, and a terrifying virus that had forced everyone to lock themselves at home. And that's where things went wrong. Apparently 500 people working for nearly a decade wasn't enough. Though the game still sold incredibly well, it wasn't as wildly as was expected, largely due to the game being almost unplayable for many. Game-breaking bugs, genitalia clipping through clothes, and a journalist suffering a grand mal seizure made many swear off the game. The release was considered so disastrous that Steam and GameStop had to come up with a new returns policy loophole to keep angry fans sated. Said to have dangerously underperformed, it damaged CDPR's reputation so badly that the company's stock plummeted by upwards of $1 billion, and they were hit with lawsuits by investors and even a government investigation. How dangerously underperforming was Cyberpunk 2077? Leading up to release, analysts expected it to sell 30 million copies within the first year, but it actually sold 13 million in that time frame, so less than half. Look, personally, I am a Cyberpunk 2077 apologist, but even if you're not, at least we can all agree that the tie-in anime Edge Runners is excellent. Seriously, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Number 6. Fallout 76. It does not just work. The Fallout series has survived a complete shift in playstyle before. Fallout started life as an isometric top-down strategy RPG, much like the Jagged Alliance series and Fallout's spiritual predecessor Wasteland. After Bethesda took control of the franchise in 2004, it shifted the design into a first-person shooter with RPG elements. When they first acquired the licensing rights, Bethesda tried to work with the original publisher, Interplay Entertainment, to make an MMORPG. The Fallout MMO made it as far as the beta stage before Bethesda pulled the plug and engaged in a lengthy court battle with Interplay over it, finally ending in 2012. Apparently, they never got over that desire because in 2018, they announced Fallout 76, a prequel that would be an MMO. Already people were cautious of it, but many were hopeful that Bethesda could do it again. They couldn't. 
Totally absent of any narrative NPCs and beset by bugs and crashes, a lot of the people who did decide to play Fallout 76 anyway ended up being trolls who were just ruining it for everybody else. It became popular to reference Bethesda frontman Todd Howard when talking about features of Fallout 4 at an E3 presentation. And because Fallout 76 saw those issues continue, it certainly did not. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back. Number five, Star Citizen. Release date 2014. Cloud Imperium Games' Star Citizen has won numerous funding awards since it popped up on Kickstarter in 2012. In only a year, they'd raised $2 million on Kickstarter alone and $15 million once you factor in other fundraising sources. By 2022, CIG has gathered over $500 million for the game from crowdsourcing alone, as well as over $60 million from investors buying seats on the company's board. At the five-year mark in 2017, the company's financial report suggested they've already spent $193 million on development. With around 4 million backers giving half a billion dollars and 11 years of development, you might expect Star Citizen to be an amazing game. Well, it's not even a game yet. An alpha version giving players a few tidbits of scattered gameplay has been released, but there's no actual game to speak of. Not great for something with a promised delivery date of 2014. Many of those 4 million backers have raised complaints, and in some cases even lawsuits, demanding refunds for their crowdfunded investments. Refunds that have reportedly been very difficult to arrange and receive. CIG has been pretty mum on how much they've been forced to actually give back, but reports suggested that 25% of backers were asking for refunds in 2015. The Federal Trade Commission has reportedly received over 100 formal complaints regarding CIG to date. 
Number four, Assassin's Creed Unity, not going to ship anything less than 100% quality. In 2013, then-president of Ubisoft North America, Laurent Detoc, said in an interview, we're not going to ship a 70% complete game. It damages the brand. He discussed, without naming names, how damaging it was that AC3 shipped with a bunch of bugs and glitches, not to mention its narrative pacing issues. Cut to 2014, and we have Assassin's Creed Unity. French politicians called the game blatant propaganda, feminists were unhappy about the lack of any playable female characters, even though arguably the most famous assassin of the period was Charlotte Corday, who appears in a single mission, and other game devs were laughing at Ubisoft for claiming that women were too hard to model, animate, and voice, even though they'd done so many times before. And even if you ignored all that, the eyeless face of Arno Dorian spread like wildfire throughout the gaming community. Apparently, Detox's words were totally false. Even those who ignored the bugs and glitches and spoke positively of the game still chastised frame rate issues, poor AI programming, the controls, and the inclusion of co-op multiplayer-only missions in a franchise built on single-player experiences. The game was so poorly received that Ubisoft offered players a free game from a six-game catalogue, but only if they signed away their right to sue. Unity wound up poisoning the well so badly that the next game in the series, Syndicate, debuted as the second worst-selling game of the whole franchise. Number three, Goddess, good old Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux was the master of over-promising and under-delivering. He helped to make some of the best-selling games of all time, Populous and Fable, quite a step up from his first self-funded game, The Entrepreneur, which sold only two copies. After The Entrepreneur's failure, Molyneux got a lucrative contract with the Commodore Computer Company. The representative had mistaken Molyneux's baked beans company for a networking software company of a similar name, and offered him a contract that included free computers. Molyneux, perhaps foreshadowing his reputation as one of the biggest liars in the industry, decided to just lean into the falsehood. Molyneux founded his own development company, 22 Cans, to return to the indie space after the successes of the Fable series, and they produced the strange multi-user game, Curiosity, What's in the Cube? Molyneux stated that whoever solved the final puzzle of the game first would receive a life-changing reward. That reward was a cut of the profits from his next game, Goddess. Unfortunately for the winner, Goddess has never made a profit. Despite a successful crowdfunding campaign, 22 Cans admitted after an early access release they couldn't deliver on the promise and would just stop and make something different. Molyneux promised updates by Christmas of 2021, which, you might guess, never came. Between backers demanding refunds and continually begrudging Molyneux and his company as blatantly disgraceful liars, the company's latest game to replace Goddess's development was announced as a remake of The Entrepreneur, with blockchain software. Nothing says things are going well like jumping on the already crumbling NFT bandwagon. Number two, Aliens Colonial Marines, a game so bad it got sued. A game based on the legendary 1986 film Aliens shouldn't be that hard, but Gearbox also made Duke Nukem Forever, so. Gearbox's attempt at an Aliens game was Aliens Colonial Marines. Moody, atmospheric, and what seemed like pretty tense firefights with a dogged creature hell-bent on killing you, your friends, and anyone who may have ever heard your name in passing. But what we got was a moody pile of garbage. When it worked, it was underwhelming. When it worked, because it didn't. The Xenomorph AI was so poorly done that the game's difficulty was more like a Mario Brothers title with moody lighting, and said lighting wasn't as good as promised either due to a marked downgrade in graphics compared to tech demos. Years after its release, it would be discovered the AI impairment was due to a simple typo in the code. But the damage was already done. Sega cancelled plans for a Wii U port, 
and any hope of a sequel died quicker than a space marine in a xenomorph fistfight. More pressing was the class action lawsuit over false advertising that resulted in Gearbox throwing Sega under the bus and leaving them to pay the plaintiffs 1.25 million. If you really need your Space Marine fix, just play Aliens Fireteam Elite instead. Number 1. Ouya, a console for everyone. Ouya's self-titled video game console could probably earn a spot on this list itself, not the least of which being the controversy over whether or not it even qualified as a system. But there's a juicier story to tell. You see, when what some dubbed an overpriced smartphone surprised few by underperforming on release, Ouya got a wild idea. The idea was called the Free the Games Fund. Indie developers crowdfunding their games on Kickstarter would be eligible to see Ouya match whatever the campaign ended on, as long as it made at least $50,000. Unsurprisingly, it didn't take long for the titles that qualified to be called out for some shady business. Accusations that many of the backers were fake abounded. Many of the profiles shared similar name and avatar styles and had never backed another project but was suddenly throwing large sums of money on these random indie games. That along with the fact that at least one of these shady backer accounts matched a missing person's profile. With such bad news as Kickstarter suspending the campaign of one of the projects and the founder of another threatening to sue people criticizing their claim to securing NFL licensing, developers started delisting their games from the Ouya in protest. While some did eventually return, the whole idea turned out to be self-defeating. A console that already lacked games couldn't afford to lose the ones it did have. Unsurprisingly, after basically shutting down two years after that, the Ouya is considered one of the worst commercial disasters in gaming console history. That's the end of our list, but let me know down in that comment box if you can think of any other lies that video game companies could never recover from. As always, I've been Jess from What Culture. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you like, you can come say hi to me on my Twitter account where I'm at Jess McDonald. But make sure you stay tuned to us here for plenty more gaming goodness. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.